Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to The Savage Nation. Now, there's so much to talk about that gathering it all and putting it in front of you in a, in a correct order is a job unto itself, and I'll do the best I can because everything just changed in the last hour. I was going to open with President Trump introducing that young man who wants to be an astronaut. I didn't know who the kid was. I looked at him. I thought he was of Native American heritage at first. I said, boy, he's going to go far. Look at him. He's a really strong, smart, clear-looking kid. And then on top of it all, he introduces the young man's great-grandfather as one of the first fighter pilots in the Tuskegee Airmen. I, was, I almost fell out of my chair. It was one of the most beautiful moments I've ever seen in the political theater, by the way. And for Pelosi to rip up the speech at the end shows a mental derangement, number one, but a disrespect for Brigadier General McGee and all the others who were honored last evening. This woman is so out of control that I have to ask, I'm forced to ask, is she unfit to serve and it's time to remove her? Now, it can't happen. It can't happen here. They've been saying they want to remove Trump. Remember, they tried that under some Article 23 or something, whatever the article is. I don't know the article, you know, unfit. Yeah, what amendment? Well, they made it up in 25th Amendment. Why can't the 25th Amendment be applied to Nancy Pelosi? because she shows all the signs of a mental illness. And I think she's dangerous. She's third in line to the uh, nuclear football. Third in line to the nuclear football with all that head jerking. Now, that's a medical condition, and I'm going to ask you something. I'm not diagnosing this. Did you watch her face during the entire speech? She sat there chewing, thrusting out her tongue, smirking, blinking, but I don't think this was all theatrics. To me, it looks like symptoms of tardive dyskinesia, which is caused by the long-term use of neuroleptic drugs, which are used to treat, uh, to treat psychiatric conditions. Tardive dyskinesia um, is exemplified by repetitive involuntary movements, such as grimacing, eye blinking. It's also a side effect of antipsychotic medication. These drugs are used to treat schizophrenia and other mental health disorders. TD causes stiff, jerky movements of your face and body that you can't control. Now, I'm not diagnosing this, obviously, but none of us can sit here and say the queen has no clothes. Can we all deny what we saw with our own eyes? After an entire speech of jerking her face around, rolling her eyes, she rips up the speech, which is unheard of in the history of America. Talk about classless. It's crazy. So I want to know if there uh, is a psychiatrist in the audience who can just speak objectively if Pelosi, in your opinion, exhibits TD, symptoms of TD. And why should it matter? It matters an awful lot. But getting back to the bigger picture on what the show is today on The Savage Nation, at the bottom of this hour, we have the great Kimberly Guilfoyle, who will tell us what it was like to actually have been there last night, what the president's feelings are 
last what they wore last night, what the mood was inside the inner circle, because she certainly is in the inner circle. You may know who she is. I'm sure you all know Kimberly. Kimberly is the uh, friend of Don Jr. and uh, the former great Fox News host, and she's running the campaign, the re-election campaign with some other people. She'll be with us on the program. In the next hour, we have a young man, a man, John Dennis, who's running against Pelosi, if you can believe it. What a long-shot candidate he is. He was threatened today by an Antifa thug who said that when the cameras turned off, he would, he would F him up. Now, to me, that's a verifiable threat that the FBI should be notified of. And we're going to find out from John Dennis, candidate against Pelosi, whether the FBI is investigating that Antifa street thug. But again, let's go into the, the evening uh, of last night. I did watch the entire speech. As I was leaving for dinner, I had turned the sound off and I was just putting on the last minute clothing stuff just as the speech was ending. I saw Pelosi doing something with her hand, with a thing in the air, paper. I didn't know what she was doing. And my producer, Jim, called me saying, did you see what she did? He said, it's unprecedented in American history that a speaker of the house would go so low and act so crazy. I, I, so I watched the video and I said, clearly something's wrong here. And I wrote immediately, uh, Pelosi melts down, rips up speech in front of the world, which is what no one could believe they were watching. This morning, I soberly thought about it and I said, should Pelosi be forcibly evaluated by mental health experts and removed from Congress if found to be unfit to serve the people? Do we, do we even count? Do we even count? We shouldn't be frightened that this creature is third in line of succession to the United States presidency, this mad woman? Okay. But let's begin with something positive. Or shall I begin with a negative? In the last hour, Mitt Romney announces he'll stab Trump in the back. Maybe I'll begin with that instead of the positive one. Let's go negative. When they go negative, I'll go more negative. Let's go more negative. Now, Romney committed Harry Carey. Uh... And I want you to listen to Romney's speech, which just came up in the last hour, announcing he'll vote to convict Trump in clip 28. Let's hear it. In the last several weeks, I've received numerous calls and texts. Many demanded in their words that I stand with the team. I can assure you that that thought has been very much on my mind. You see, I support a great deal of what the president has done. I voted with him 80% of the time. But my promise before God here we go. To apply impartial justice. Here we go. Required that I put my personal feelings yeah, 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 and yeah. political biases aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were I to ignore the evidence that has been presented right. and disregard what I believe my oath and the Constitution All demands right. of me for the sake of a partisan end, it would, I fear, expose my character to history's rebuke and the censure of my own conscience. Now, that's Mitt Romney saying that before God, he wants to apply impartial justice. You know, I thought about that. I could argue that putting his own conscience above the survival of his own nation is the ultimate abandonment of his own conscience. This is purely an ego-driven decision, in my estimation. He, is, he has been jealous of Trump since the day Trump became president because Romney comes from an establishment political family. He was supposed to be the anointed one. Trump was this uh, street guy, came out of nowhere, and took his, uh, sh- took his position. So let me repeat what I said. I could argue 
that putting his own conscience above the survival of his own nation is the ultimate abandonment of his own conscience. Now, I know that's a rubric's cube in thought, but it's an, an analysis that has validity in my estimation. In other words, you could talk to God uh, and think that you're talking to God. How, how does he know he's actually talking to God, that he's not a lunatic? What do you mean? I talked to God, and I came up with the idea I have to stab Trump in the back. I didn't hear him say the same thing about Stiff Schiff. Stiff. Adam Stiff and, uh, and uh, what's his name, Milton Nadler? Milton, I don't know the guy's name, the Knish, the Knish looking man. Did you see them sitting there last night? And then what was the stupid women wearing white to celebrate suffrage? All these years later, they're still playing on the suffrage movement. I think that's stupid. This party, the Democrats, can't even run a caucus in a small state, yet they want to run America again off the rails. Unbelievable to me. You know, I personally think that Trump is going to win by a landslide. If the economy continues to roll along and we stay out of any foreign wars and uh, such, I believe Trump, it's Trump 70-30, 65-35. That's unless the Democrats steal the election again by flooding the country with more illegal aliens into the voting booths. But I think we're all watching for that now. I don't know how they're going to get away with it. So let's go back again to uh, Romney because it's a, it's a, it's a CC change right here. Susan Collins, by the way, on the other hand, last night, she's a moderate from Maine, gave a very intelligent speech as to why she would not vote to convict. Basically, she said they didn't present a compelling enough case to reach the level of impeachment. She was very careful in her analysis, and it made sense. Romney, on the other hand, this doesn't pass the malarkey test. I'm sorry. Listen to clip 29. This came out just an hour ago. As it is with each senator... My vote is an act of conviction. We've come to different conclusions, fellow senators, but I trust we have all followed the dictates of our conscience. I acknowledge that my verdict will not remove the president from office. The results of this Senate court will, in fact, be appealed to a higher court, the judgment of the American people. Voters will make the final decision, just as the president's lawyers have implored. Good. My vote will likely be in the minority in the Senate. Yeah, okay, Quisling. But irrespective of these things, yeah. with my vote, I will tell my children and their children that I did my duty to the best of my ability, believing that my country expected it of me. It doesn't pass my, my litmus test for truth. Uh, first of all, I'm an expert on voice recognition. His voice was very dry. His tongue was sticking to, the, to his mouth. I don't know if you heard any of this. He was terrified of what he was saying. Something, something doesn't add up here because he just committed a political suicide for himself, by the way, on top of it all. I don't believe the Republicans in Utah are going to reelect this clown. And I believe that uh, I think Romney just committed uh, a, a Harry Carey, as I've just said to you. This is crazy. The latest polls show that most people in Utah in the Republican Party support Trump to a higher degree than they support Romney. So why would he do a thing like this? You know, okay, the conscience. I don't know. I'm not so sure that. I'm not so sure that he's been a politician all his life. All of a sudden, he's going to put his conscience above his uh, political instincts. Something doesn't make sense here. Okay, so we've got a lot of this to talk about today. Do we have time to play the wonderful positive stuff? Now that we've gone negative, let's go positive. 
Let's listen now to the highlight of last night when Donald Trump introduces that great young man, the great-grandson of uh, the uh, Brigadier General Charles McGee. Let's hear it. In the gallery tonight, we have a young gentleman and what he wants so badly, 13 years old, Ian Lonfay. He's an eighth grader from Arizona. Ian, please stand up. Ian has always dreamed of going to space. He was the first in his class and among the youngest at an aviation academy. He aspires to go to the Air Force Academy, and then he has his eye on the Space Force. As Ian says, most people look up at space. I want to look down on the world. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I thought that was beautiful. Then the president goes on to introduce, uh, this is the shocking part if you missed it. He then goes on to introduce a 100-year-old gentleman who uh, was one of the earliest fighter pilots in World War II in the Tuskegee Airmen, and the man's still alive. It was astounding to watch that last night. It actually moved me to tears. On so many levels, that was so America. That was such an example of America at its best. You know, the best. You know, here you have the party called the Democrats who constantly pander to black people and Hispanic people and this people and that people and do nothing for them but rip them off. And here you have a president who not only exemplifies someone who's helping minorities, but is actually helping them. And you know that if Trump only wins 14% of the African-American vote, he's a guaranteed next president. That's all he needs is 14%. Well, Romney has moved against the president. Pelosi has moved against sanity, ripping up the speech. Trump has moved to a higher level than he has ever been. And I will be back in a moment on The Savage Nation. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. Okay, you know I'm a car guy. You know I've had a Hellcat. And with the ever-increasing numbers of cars like Dodge, BMW, and Volkswagen, and models like the Hellcat, X3, and Jetta, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. We all know that. I'm a car guy. And I'm telling you, why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com right in your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts in a chain store or a new car dealership? when you could do it at home on your own computer. Now, you may not know this, but chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and reliably low they are. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Does not require this. You could just do it yourself. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Just go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet sets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. 
You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. But best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write SAVAGE in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's S-A-V-A-G-E. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Don't stand online in an auto parts store and wait for the hostile clerk to get back to you. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Now, I want you to understand she's become the shame of the world. Pelosi has shamed the United States of America before the world. This is something you would not even see in Ukraine. Ukraine, a place where the politicians of opposite parties usually beat each other up in front of the cameras. Huge men beating each other up. But you would never see an opposition party chief tearing up a speech of the other party in front of the world. She has lowered us to a level below that of a third world dictatorship. Now, you got to ask yourself, ripping up a speech after Trump delivers an historic optimistic vision, what does she think she's achieving by doing it? Moreover, it goes back to the low-class nature of the Super Bowl uh, halftime show that I talked about on Monday. Well, would you want a child to watch those strippers up there, those low-class, discoordinated sh- strippers? No. Most people agreed with me on that. Now, a couple of days later, we have this woman taking the speakership of the House of Representatives to a level never before seen in American history. What message does that send to our children? Here's a woman who makes believe she's caring about women and children. What if your daughter is in school and she doesn't like the speech of a classmate? What is Pelosi saying? Be a disruptor? Go up and rip up the classmate's speech and throw it in the air because you feel like doing it? Sorry. She is not capable of being number three in line. I'm terrified that she is number three in line. Now, if the Republicans had any guts, they're never going to do it. They all look like Romney to me. They would definitely hold a hearing. They'd have a psychiatric panel convened, and they would analyze whether she is fit to even serve and remove her if she isn't. But it's not going to happen. Just talking about it's not going to happen. Here is Pelosi being asked why she did this in clip one. Why did you rip the speech up, Madam Speaker? It was the courteous thing to do. So that's the message to your daughter in grade school, high school, college. If your daughter does not like what she hears uh, in class, she gets to rip the speech up and throw it on the floor of another of another person. This is a role model for America and the world. Boy, oh boy, I don't know how you people can't see what party you're backing the other side. I, I'm starting to believe that the moderate Democrats, and believe me, a good majority of them are not the crazies like her, the crazies like occasional cortex, and the others, the so-called squad of idiots and haters and bigots. Obama himself came out the other day with alarm that the radicals like Sanders were going to take over the party and destroy the party's chances against Trump. The party leaders are all very wealthy and powerful. They do not want mad people running the Democrat Party. 
Now, of course, it's now bye-bye Biden after Iowa. That's my new line. Bye-bye Biden. He's finished. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Hey, here's a question. How did you sleep last night? Did you spend the night tossing and turning, worrying? Now, look, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds, wheelchairs. Well, in 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. Now, what does that mean? How is Purple different from other mattresses? Listen, the Purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced. Why? Because it uses the brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam that I'm used to or you're, you're used to. No, no. The purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the very same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable. Unlike foams, it's breathable so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you the zero gravity-like feel so it works for any sleeping position. Okay, 100-night risk-free trial. You're not satisfied? You can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free at-home setup, old mattress removal. You ready? You're going to love Purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text SAVAGE to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to do this. You ready? Text SAVAGE to 84-888. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Text S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome back to the uh, Savage Nation. We're all celebrating the State of the Union uh, after President Trump's great speech last night, and I have a guest right now who's pretty close to the president and can help us understand the mood last night. Kimberly Guilfoyle, welcome to the Savage Nation. Hi, Michael. What a pleasure to be on your fantastic uh, show. I don't know who loves you more, like me or the president. I, I don't know. I think it's, uh, it's a tie. But um, yeah, it was wonderful last night. It's so historic and just a feeling, you know, to be in the room. Um, I was with the president prior to him making his remarks, uh, watched it, you know, from inside of the Capitol, and then, of course, after, was able to speak to him, and he was in in great spirits before and and felt really good about it after. And I have to tell you, so many people, even even Democrats, liberals, said how much they enjoyed, believe it or not, you know, the speech. And when you think about it, look at how much he was lifting, you know, Americans up all across the board really moving emotional moments and um you know when you know kimberly you know for me the moment that brought me to tears was the introduction of that young man the great grandson of brigadier general charles mcgee it it just i could not believe what i was looking at how could a guy like obama miss an example of course the kid was too young but whatever you know donald trump doesn't talk the talk he walks the walk in helping minorities in reality. Tears, that is absolutely right. I had tears going down my face. It was incredibly moving, especially so many Americans out, you know, know the story of the Tuskegee, you know, airmen and just the incredible accomplishments and sacrifice, uh, what they did for this country, for our liberty and for our freedom. 
and for President Trump to honor them in such a special way. And I have to tell you, you know, I'm campaigning across the country. I'm now the national finance chair for the Trump Victory Committee. Mm. And we are just getting record number of people mm. reaching out to bundle money and contribute to the president. And our poll numbers are doing so well. Thanks be to God. I'm an amazing president. Just across the board, you know, making inroads with um, Latinos and African-Americans that are, you know, joining our team in, you know, record numbers. To be- Kimberly, is it true that the president only has to win 14 percent of the African-American vote to almost yeah. guarantee the presidency? That's those are the numbers that we are, um, you know, looking at. Those are the numbers that we've been looking at and taking in to see, in fact, that um, if we can make that kind of inroad, that dent in, it is, you know, that that changes uh, politics forever and mm. really impacts this country. Can you imagine? But, pre- but Kimberly, the president was saying the truth. Well, the lowest yeah. African-American unemployment, what, in history? Yes. How, how could... How could the Democrats ignore the reality and then Pelosi rips up the speech? Let me ask you, what part of that speech was it that was false? Yeah, I know that's the problem. Um, and believe me, some of the congressmen, like Maggie, went in there to go get to pick the pieces up. And of course, you know, she got rid of the, the evidence, bleach bit all over again. Um, but, you know, that, that's the problem. When you see some of these people, they wouldn't even stand. You cannot stand for a young african-american girl who gets to go to the school of her choice because they what they didn't even stand for that they wouldn't stand for that uh no no they wouldn't stand for that they, some of them wouldn't stand you know for the tuskegee airmen like I, I can't with this like what is wrong with these people like are they that sick is trump derangement <laughs> syndrome that pervasive that these people literally i mean they've lost their mind but i'll tell you what we haven't lost our way we're like laser focused the president is just you know you know he's crushing it i'm you can't even quarrel with the president about one single like economic metric that we are not better off. It's all, but Kimberly, you know politics better than I do. Yeah. Uh, it's all about numbers, about the economy. At the end of the day, it's all about the economy. And nobody can fault the president on that. So they're making stuff up in order to attack him. It's not working, though. No, it's backfiring. And look at this impeachment sham. Can you imagine while they were doing this? Well, by the way, let's be honest, Michael, but they, they drew up these like phony articles of impeachment pretty much the day that President Trump was elected, right? I mean, yeah. that's what they did. They wanted yeah. to like, reverse the um, outcome of the 2016 election. They know they can't beat him in the ballot box in 2020, so they want to do whatever it can they can to actually remove a duly elected president of the United States. Shame on them, okay? Because guess what? They hate President Trump more than they love America. All right. Well, it's like Romney. I mean, let's go to the Romney thing here. Romney comes out and says he's going to do something unprecedented. First time in history of impeachment that a party member would turn against a sitting president like this. I don't believe he did it out of his conscience. I believe he's jealous of Trump because he thought he was the anointed one. Oh, my God. You nailed it once again. A hundred percent. He's been jealous, jealous, jealous <laughs> of President Trump from day one. Ever since he, like, showed up, you know, remember the whole thing about showing up at John George and they had a meeting and he was eating the garden and he thought that he was going to, after insulting President Trump and being horrific, that he was actually being rewarded with some kind of cabinet position. Et cetera. Yes, I yes. Mean, it was unbelievable. And President Trump was a gentleman, met with him, all of the above. By the way, President Trump supported him. When he was running and showed up for him and gave money. And then look at the shameful treatment for what? What has the president done that is so offensive to Mitt Romney? But Kimberly, I listen, I listen to Romney's speech today 
And he says, my promise before God to apply impartial justice. Here was my argument, Kimberly, you're a former prosecutor. I would argue that putting his own conscience above the survival of his own nation is the ultimate abandonment of his own conscience. This was purely an ego-driven decision, Kimberly, in my opinion. Oh, my God. He's just a petulant little child, the way that he behaved. And, you know, it was you would just when you think he wouldn't stoop that low, he went ahead and did it. It is so so shameful, but but he's he's committing Harry Carey when you think about it because in in in, in uh, Utah, the Republicans support Trump more than they support Romney right now by the latest poll. Romney to be we was talked a bunch of the state um, senators there. You know they they want him out. I mean they want nothing to do with the guy. They just you know they'd rather like get him rec- recalled. I mean it's outrageous. So do you think if I became a Mormon and moved to Salt Lake City, I'd have a chance? Big time. Are you in? <laughs> no. Uh, no. No, I'm not a politician, Kimberly. Kimberly, by the way, I, I have to say, hearing from you uh, and the others in the box the other night from the Super Bowl was so electrifying for me. That was one of the most electrifying moments of, of my uh, year 2020, which has not been a good year for me. And I don't want to get too personal, but I remember that day you mentioned on my boat that was so touching that was so beautiful yeah with my father and you know i i, I can say it if you don't mind but like i mean it was just wonderful what you did um something my brother and i will never ever forget and took my father out and on the bay to be able to go past the golden gate bridge my father helped build the on-ramp to the golden gate bridge and it was one of the most magical moments and huh. best ways i would say and my father loved it he came to this country and he was able to live his American dream. And what these other politicians have done is export the American dream. He came here. He became a citizen the right way. He didn't cut the line or try to cheat anyone. So he, was he an immigrant from Ireland? He was not born in San Francisco? He was born in Ennis County, Clare, Ireland. He started working in a blacksmith shop when he was a young child. And hmm. was the eldest of six. And came over here, worked construction with his uncles. Uh, became a citizen and in some small measure was able to then give back to the country that he loved, that he felt that it blessed him by joining and listening in the United States Army and serving in the military. And, you know, it's a story. And my father was believed, like, what a great country to have the equality of opportunity, but not necessarily the result. We determine our result, you know, self-determination and Mm. hard work. And, you know, that was the the legacy that my father left to my brother and I, my mom as well, by just saying, you know, you can be and achieve anything. You're in the greatest country in the world, and you've had an education, and go out there, you know, and take it. And, of course, then, when you're so blessed, you have to give back. And that's why I don't sit life on the sidelines. I jumped in to help my president, my friend, Donald Trump, because I know the measure of the man, his character, and his integrity, and I stand proud to represent him. And once again, look at President Trump. You know, picking a first-generation American like myself, a Latina, my mother born in Aguadilla in Puerto Rico, 6.1% Native American Indian, okay, the real Pocahontas. <laughs> I didn't know. Hey, I didn't know about that part of you. Oh, yeah. Trump just can't stop winning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got to go back to your wonderful father because I, you know, I, I love the man. I only met him that once. Amazing. And it was very sad. It was the end of his life, you know, and you were with your, your son. It was his grandson. And I had my big boat at the time. And at the end of the ride, he said to me, Michael, you handle a boat as good as a Kennedy. That was the nicest compliment anyone ever gave me. So that's so cute. He's just, oh, my God, I love him. Um, he's just, you know, he is the best. And, you know, each day I wake up in the morning, I go to bed at night. I try to honor my mother and father and the lessons that, you know, they inspired in me. And 
Uh, my father was amazing, you know, and he was so proud of me. And I registered as a Republican when I was 18 years of age. and was part of the... Uh, I was going to ask you that. You were a, a DA here in San Francisco yeah. at, as a Republican? Yep. I didn't know you were a Republican. I didn't even think there were any Republicans in San Francisco. I didn't think they were allowed uh, over the Bay. species, right. I know. I, I didn't think they let him over the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> As it so, Kimberly, before you go, Kimberly Guilfoyle, um, what are the estimates internally, if you can give them? I, I personally put my stethoscope to the ground both before that great speech last night the economy is just steaming along. If everything keeps up, I see a total blowout. I see a, I don't know, it could be a 60-40 uh, blowout against the Democrats. They have nobody. Who are they going to run? Well, this is the problem. It's like one flew over the cuckoo's nest right after. <laughs> Biden cannot even do, uh, you know, literally, if there's 12 people, oh, no, if we have 12 to 20 people show up, we've got to get him a teleprompter. He doesn't know. God bless what state he's in, what the you know, who's on first, what's on second. Doesn't know. How's he going to do the distance with, with President Trump? There's just no way. Then you have, like, Bloomberg, who's just, like, angry Minnie Mike, getting mad about everything, spent $200 million and didn't even uh, buy a box to stand on. I can't with this. You know, they're just angry, spiteful. He's got, like, you know, Mitt Romney syndrome, too, just jealous of President Trump. Um, they're just angry people. And then, look, there's a really big choice to be made here, okay? I think this is the most important powerful election of our time. Do you want to cede your liberty and your freedom to socialism that Bernie Sanders is offering? Oh. Or do you want to embrace the free market, America first agenda, entrepreneurs, now limited government, lower taxes, less regulation, and all different socioeconomic backgrounds lifted up under President Trump. Economic- Kimberly, let me, let, me, let me say this. Bernie Sanders is my favorite because he reminds me of the people I ran away from in New York. Okay. I, can re- I can read him and imitate him better than Larry David. I have only one request for the president. Yes, uh, if, he, yes. if he'd like to role model in a mock debate against Bernie Sanders, call on me because I'll come to Washington. And I'd be glad to be Bernie. But you're hired. That would. <laughs> I, I would be. It would be my crowning achievement because I could do Bernie better than Larry. Oh my God, that's so funny. That would be the best prep. But now the world knows our secret. <laughs> uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle, thank you so much, not only for being on the show, but for doing what you're doing in trying to save this country from these dirty, rotten stinkers called the Democrat Socialists. You know it. That's why I'm fighting. I'm all in. I'm going to fight to the death on this, and we're going to run up the score. And uh, I can't wait. You'll see. And we put together the greatest campaign and ground game that politics has ever seen. Trust me. And the world will know it come the morning of November 4th. So thank you so much for what you do. You're a great American, a great patriot. And I, God, I love your family. Thank you so much. Bye now. All right. We'll do this again, my friend. Thank you. I hope so. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. I am thrilled to report to you tonight that our economy is the best it has ever been. Our military is completely rebuilt, with its power being unmatched anywhere in the world, and it's not even close. Our borders are secure. Our families are flourishing. Our values are renewed. Our pride is restored. And for all of these reasons, I say to the people of our great country and to the members of Congress, the state 
of our union is stronger than ever before. Yeah, my friend said it wasn't a home run, it was a grand slam, and it was. Everyone knows it. And the most important part of last night was the unification elements of the uh, speech. There was not a discordant element in that entire speech. He didn't attack them for trying to destroy him. And the only one who made a disgrace of herself and her entire party was Madame Pelosi. We just had Kimberly Guilfoyle on the Savage Nation. I thought it was a, a, a I thought it was a good interview. Not only was it generically good, but it was personally good. And I think you saw the chemistry between us. I've known her family for over twenty five years. It's a long time. I haven't seen them much, truthfully, because I live in my own world out here in the San Francisco. They they're on the East Coast and in, the, in another world. But I think she's going to become a regular guest and a regular presence on the program. I loved how she opened when she said, I don't know who likes you more, Michael, me or the president. So I'm going to email her and say, if that's true, get the president on my show. <laughs> you know, you got to break the cartel. you got to stop uh, the malarkey already from the, from the wall banger interfering with the president's uh, uh, own needs here. You know, the wall banger can't control everything in the world, can he? He's a very lucky guy, the wall banger. Very lucky on every level. But you know what? Nobody has a lucky streak that doesn't end. Trust me, I speak from experience. Uh, after many a summer dies the swan. When I come back, should Pelosi be forcibly evaluated by mental health experts for what she did last night? Plus, the man running against her here in San Francisco, a very brave man, John Dennis. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. 132 lawmakers in this room have endorsed legislation to impose a socialist takeover of our health care system, wiping out the private health insurance plans of 180 million very happy Americans. To those watching at home tonight, I want you to know we will never let socialism destroy American health care. Well, as we speak, you're about to witness and or hear an historic vote. Today, the Senate will decide whether Trump is convicted or acquitted on the false charges brought against him by Adam Stiff and uh, uh, Jerry uh, Knish, along with the madwoman Nancy Pelosi, who, by the way, is unfit to serve. There's no question in my mind that she uh, blew it last night and actually showed who she is. So I want to go back for the moment. We're going to keep watching the vote. It's coming up in this hour. How long it'll take, I don't know. But remember, you need two-thirds of the senators to convict. It's not a simple majority. 
It's two-thirds. That's why the Founding Fathers made it so difficult uh, to impeach someone, because they didn't want radical changes in government. They didn't want the people to become restive, meaning we the people. In other words, if we're going to bother voting, we don't want our votes stolen from us by a jealous, vindictive opposition party. And so they said, no, it's got to be two-thirds in the Senate who would vote to acquit or vote uh, vote to, uh, to impeach, rather. And uh, they made it very hard to convict because they didn't want it to happen too often. Otherwise, we'd be like a South American banana republic. And so I, I, I mean, we're pretty sure that although, you know, he jumped ship, Romney made a disgrace of himself in saying he'd vote to convict. And wait till you hear all of the self-righteous phonies now say, oh, they respect him for his conscience. These are the same people who hated him, ridiculed his Mormonism, ridiculed the idea of God. But wait, wait till you see Jake Tapper, the biggest phony of them all, suddenly getting sanctimonious about Romney's conscience. Yeah, right. Well, here we are, and we have some uh, great sound bites from last night's great speech. And I'm going to go back to uh, that with a few of the tweets. Classic. Here's the tweets I did last night. Trump speaks to the nation. This was the first one. Adam Stiff, Jerry uh, Knish, and Pelosi stare into space. Unemployment at all-time lows. Economy booming. Why I, Savage, was first among talkers to back him. He knows. Never forgets his friends and knows who backed others. Believe me, he said it to me. He, uh, guys who they think he likes them, they don't. he don't like them at all. He knows that they're dangerous Brutuses with knives in their hands. They could be as squeaky as they want. He doesn't trust them because he knows who to trust. Then I tweeted, classiest first lady in history. Boy, do I respect her. Next tweet was, in 2015-16, I wrote, quote, elect a businessman, not a politician. Now we are energy independent, record low unemployment, ISIS driven out of all cities, NAFTA ripped up. Compare that with Obama's record. <laughs> Next, uh, loser dem women wear white because they ain't too bright. Next was Tuskegee Airman and grandson brought tears to my eyes. I wasn't alone in that. Man, was that a moving moment. Boy, would I give anything to be that man. A hundred years old. Can you think about that one? Could you imagine what it would be like to be 100 years old and that straight and strong and having flown in combat in World War II, no less, in a P-51 Mustang, and to have your straight grandson standing there in front of you before the president? Could you imagine only in America this could happen, something like beautiful like that? Then I tweeted, end the free health care for illegal aliens. And uh, Pelosi melts down, rips up speech in front of the world. It was the greatest disgrace in the history of American politics. In the last hour, if you just joined us, we had Kimberly Guilfoyle on the Savage Nation radio program. In this hour, we will be joined by John Dennis. You may not have heard of him, but this man is very brave, and he's going to run against Pelosi in her hometown of San Francisco. Uh, John grew up in a housing project in New Jersey, and John was threatened with bodily violence by one of the Antifa thugs in San Francisco. I hope he's reported it to the FBI and they do something about it. Let's take some calls here as we wait for the vote. Uh, it looks like they're coming in right now. We have uh, four guilty, four not guilty. Should I sit there and count them? Look at this. It's actually speeding along. This is not like a BS job. I think we're going to get the results in this hour, Jim. It looks to me like we're going to get the results you know, this is almost like a synchronous synchronicity going on right here. So we're running head and head right here. 
Well, that's because the the, uh, the guilty ones are voting the people for guilty right away. Uh, six guilty, seven not guilty. Needed to convict is two-thirds. Well, we'll keep you updated here. This is astounding. Hey, listen, history is being made right in front of your ears. Do you understand that? Let's take some calls on the Savage Nation. Um, let's see. Lynn in Wisconsin, line four. Go ahead, please. What's on your mind today, Lynn? Lynn is not there, Jim. So we'll move on. People waited a long time. And uh, we'll see what they have to say. San Francisco, James, line seven. You're on the Savage Nation. What's on your mind? Yeah, I think that uh, many people have missed what Romney was hinting uh, in his speech. I think he's carved out a spot for himself to become the head of the Republican Party and run uh, for the uh, presidential office in 2024, no matter uh, if Trump wins or not. Uh, Wait, let let me follow you. You're saying... By stabbing Trump in the back today, Romney, you think, positioned himself to run against, to be the head of the Republican Party by doing that? Yes. I, first of all, I don't believe he stabbed him in the in his back. He, he just came to a different conclusion on the evidence uh, that was given uh, as many Americans, and he has the right to do so. The Repu- I agree that he has the right to do so. He is a sitting senator, but on the other hand... Uh, how does that balance with Susan Collins, who's also a super moderate, who had the exact opposite conclusion? Well, most of well before they even before the Democrats even made their case, uh, the Republican Mitch McConnell said that no matter what, Trump was not going to be uh, removed. Uh, but you're not answering the question. Did you happen to hear Susan Collins' brilliant analysis of why she would vote not to convict last night? Yeah, I heard her analysis, but I don't agree with it. Now, she- well, because you're a Democrat and you're entitled to be a Democrat, I hear that. Right, and she uh, and you certainly have a right to be a Democrat and to disagree with me in, in, in a dignified fashion, which you're doing. And I will disagree on that. How do you feel about your your leadership becoming so unglued as to disrespect the office as Pelosi did? Aren't you upset by that? You sound like a reasonable man. No, because. I see no problem with her tearing up the speech. Well, even though it's never been done in American history to, to act like such a fool? Well, but, but, I mean, Trump has done many things that hasn't been done. Not during a State of the Union speech when the whole world is listening. Well, as I said before, Trump... So, look, look, Jimmy, you're a diehard partisan. Come on, you, Jim, you, well, Jimmy. You, Jimmy, you're trying to sound like you're, you're a reasonable guy, but you know and I know... Uh, that that Pelosi embarrassed her own party by this. And the party leaders like Barack Obama can't be too happy today. Be realistic. Well, I can't speak for Barack Obama. All I can do is speak. I I can, because he spoke for himself last week. He's terrified of guys like Bernie Sanders. You know that, right? Well, Well, I wouldn't vote for Bernie unless... I would vote for Bernie because he would be running against Trump. But I see really no difference between Bernie and uh, Trump because they're both senile. Uh, you know, James, now you're starting to sound like you yourself are slipping. No. I, can I, you can you name one business or product that Bernie Sanders created that anyone uh, purchased? No. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 
I mean, Bernie Sanders has never created a product or service that anyone ever wanted. I, how can you deny that there's 5 million more jobs than experts predicted? Listen to Donald Trump. Tell me if he's lying in clip number nine. Robert, can you pull up nine? It's important that we hear the, the statistics. Let's listen to nine. Since my election, we have created 7 million new jobs, 5 million more than government experts projected during the previous administration. That's right. The unemployment rate is the lowest in over half a century. He's telling the truth. How can you argue with that? And very incredibly, the average unemployment rate under my administration is lower than any administration in the history of our country. So other than the partisans like the last caller, I would say that the independents, the middle of the road Democrats who don't want insanity, they're going to vote for Trump secretly. <clears throat> they do not want these crazies to destroy the economy. And what's interesting to me, more interesting than anything, is that the Democrats keep talking about jobs, great jobs, millions of new green jobs, green jobs, green jobs. Men who have never created a job in their life uh, are going to give you a job. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. So uh, people at the end of the day vote based on the issues they, related to the pocketbook issues. You know what I'm saying? There's uh, not only... Is there a chicken in every pot under Trump? But there is now pot in every chicken. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Well, first, I'm going to give you some breaking news. Uh, President Trump has just been acquitted of Article 1, abuse of power. He's been acquitted. The vermin on the left have not succeeded. Pelosi can go shove it. In this article of impeachment, 48 senators have pronounced Donald John Trump, President of the United States, guilty as charged. 52 senators have pronounced him not guilty as charged. Two-thirds of the senators present not having pronounced him guilty, the Senate adjudges that the respondent, Donald John Trump, President of the United States, is not guilty as charged in the first article of impeachment. <laughs> I wonder if Pelosi is eating the paper. What could Pelosi possibly be doing right now with all those facial tics and the madness? What is Adam Stiff doing right now? What is uh, the Knish doing right now? Well, they can't be too happy because the best laid plans of mice and men have blown up in their face. And we're going to get the next one in a few minutes here. Article 2, obstruction of Congress is being voted on right now. But again, you need to convict two-thirds of the senators. That's a high bar to cross. And it looks to me like the president, who has not only been acquitted of the first charge uh, of abuse of power, will be acquitted on the second, as predicted, by the way. You may say it's no surprise. Who cares? Well, it's a big deal. You're actually living through and listening to history being made uh, in America right now. Just as history was made last night when an overtly mad woman the Speaker of the House, the first woman speaker, by the way, greatly lauded by the media, melted down in front of the world and made a disgrace both of herself and of the office of the speakership by tearing up the president's speech and throwing it in the air. That is a mad woman. History is being made. News cycle is faster than ever. You're part of history. And I want to make sure that you understand what's happening in front of your ears. The president was found guilty by Jake Tapper and Wolf Blitzer. The president was found guilty by the lowest form of humanity, those in the media. 
But the ultimate vote, the ultimate vote will be with us next November when we go to the polls. Actually, we will decide. And since he is not being removed by the U.S. Senate, ultimately, the Constitution is holding up and we, the people, shall decide on his guilt or innocence. But today, it looks to me like exactly as predicted, his innocence is being upheld uh, in the Senate. Now, I want to go back to last night. It was a great night. And I want you to listen to uh, the, uh, some of the speeches. Let's listen to um, clip number uh, 10, nine, please, on the Savage Nation. Since my election, we have created 7 million new jobs, 5 million more than government experts projected during the previous administration. The unemployment rate is the lowest in over half a century. And very incredibly, the average unemployment rate under my administration is lower than any administration in the history of our country. Now let's go to number 10. Listen to this one. You'll see African-American poverty has declined to the lowest rate ever recorded. Listen to that. Now stop right there. No, no, no. This is a big deal. African-American poverty has declined to the lowest rate ever recorded. The lowest rate ever recorded. Do you realize how historic this presidency is? Do you realize that people are not stupid, that no matter what Jake Tapper and Wolf Blitzer may present to the audience, at the end of the day, the people will judge for themselves. Everybody in this country who wants to work is working. Everybody in this country who can work is working. And that is why the workplace is filled with so many illegal aliens, because we can't even get enough Americans to work for the jobs that are available under Donald Trump. That's historic. Again, news. The news is great. He was acquitted on the first article of impeachment. Michael Savage, a host like no other. This long, dark nightmare has finally ended for now. Despite all the plans and connivances of Pelosi and Schiff and Nadler and darker forces, which we can never know, Trump has been acquitted on both articles of impeachment just minutes ago. Lived through one of the worst periods in American history. Now, I lived through the Clinton impeachment. I was opposed to the Clinton impeachment. I thought it was false. I thought it was based on very skimpy evidence. I didn't think it reached the level of uh, uh, an impeachable offense to have uh, stopped a, uh, an intern. It was ugly. It was disgusting. He lied about it. But none of it reached that level of removal from office, especially by today's standards, incidentally. And I said so on the radio at that time. And I was no fan of Clinton. But I knew it was one party trying to destroy another. So now, all these years later, what we saw was payback. They waited 20-some-odd years to get even with the Republicans, and they created a false set of charges against a Republican president, and then they tried to bring him down. He was acquitted on both charges. Senate votes down both articles of impeachment just now, as you are listening on the uh, Savage Nation. Uh, where is my guest, John Dennis? Did he go away? Or I don't see him. I, I, I had a guest here, but 
hey, whatever. The lines drop great. Very, very good. It happens. We're living in a modern world. The lines do drop. Well, there's Mitch McConnell, uh, the gobbler. Gobbler turned out to be, by the way, great, a great guy. He's tougher than everyone assumed. They, they mocked him. They ridiculed him. They called him every name under the sun, especially Squeaky. Squeaky was ripping him to shreds. Now, now, now he's his best friend. It's unbelievable to me how the media operates, whichever way the wind blows. And uh, the Senate just voted down both articles of impeachment. I want you to try, ladies and gentlemen, to go into the mind of Nancy Pelosi at this moment. I would like you to try to go into what's left of the mind of uh, Nadler. Whatever mind he may have had, the little tiny shred of mental faculty that's left. Can you imagine what that pea brain is thinking right now? How he has embarrassed himself and his family. It's unbelievable. Joining us right now is a guy named John Dennis. John, welcome to the Savage Nation. John, so you're running against Pelosi in San Francisco. How dare you? Yeah, really. It's not like I, I live here or anything. No, I mean you're you're an out you're an outsider. I mean you're the chairman of the San Francisco Republican Party. You had an interchange in the streets of San Francisco where an Antifa thug approached you. What happened? Uh, we were doing a cleanup event. You know, just one of these things where we're trying to build a better San Francisco and um, um, you know just chide the Democrats for you know for running the the, the city into the ground and. Uh, Next thing we know, we had a bunch of Antifa people show up and scream and like lunatics. And uh, one of the guys there was sort of their alpha dog, and he was just trying to pick a fight with somebody. And, you know, and it was shameful. I mean, there were moms who came in from the suburbs. But I heard him say to you when the cameras are turned off, I'm going to do something to you. Didn't he say that? Yeah, he was vulgar and he was direct and he was very, uh, you know, very much trying to. Uh, no, but he said to you when the cameras are turned off, he basically said he's going to beat you up, didn't he? Yes. Isn't that a threat against you? And is that not a charge that the FBI could engage itself with? I keep seeing on the Internet and on Twitter, Michael, that that is a federal offense to threaten a candidate for federal office. I'll leave that to the FBI to get in touch with me about well, no, you're, I, John, I'm sorry. This FBI is not the same FBI as it was under Obama. We have a new U- U.S. attorney. I would, I would st- strongly advise you to pursue charges against this thug. He looked very dangerous to me, and he did threaten your life. But let's go down to, to you know, I didn't know. I mean, I met you at my event at the University Club, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know that you grew up in Jersey City. In fact, in fact when you said to the Antifa thug, that you grew up in a public housing project in New Jersey, that that vermin said to you, go back where you came from, didn't he? Yeah. And, you know, I tried to put that out there because I know that that's sort of a surprising thing. You wouldn't expect that from somebody. No. It's like me. And uh, just also wanted to let him know, you know, who, who lived in those housing projects with me. There were people of all different nationalities and races. And, you know, one of those, one of the things you learn in growing up in a place like that is uh, treat people the way you want to be treated, and you'll do just fine. And your father, your father was a longshoreman, so you come from a tough family. Yes. Would you have been willing to get into a fight if he attacked you? Would you have gotten physical, physical with him? No, I would have defended myself. I mean, I think it would have been a mistake not to. I think, Michael, the, the reason why I went up to him was because he needed to know that there was resistance. Bullies don't want resistance; they want to. Oh, he looked like a classic Antifa bully with the beard and the earring. I saw him. Yeah. And now, how, how do we help you? Look, this is a big audience. And, you know, Trump was just acquitted on both 
uh, charges of, of false impeachment. You probably know this. This is a great day for that. So before we go, John, is there a way people can contribute to your campaign? I know a lot of people would like to see Crazy Nancy gone. JohnDennis.com. Period. Just JohnDennis.com. That's it? That's it. You can find me. i got a donate button. You can uh, you know, chip in right there. And uh, follow the campaign on Twitter. H- have you been at all contacted by anyone in the Pelosi campaign threatening you? No. No? No, not directly, no. Well, not directly, just indirectly through Antifa. Uh, John, before you go, do you, do you believe, as I do, that this recent set of indictments against Mohammed Nuru, the Department of Public Works director, and the uh, restaurant owner will lead all the way up the chain? Do you think it's going to touch any of the big ones? I would think it would. I mean, somebody, you know, this this just didn't happen in a vacuum with this guy. He was in touch with everybody. And as we all know, this, these things are all coordinated. So I, I don't know where it'll go. But um, but if he's looking to save his own skin, we may actually see. You know, I think that they're going to turn him. That's the way all of these trials go. They will give him a plea deal if he turns on the people above him. I, I don't think if I were uh, in the Democrat Party today, I'd be sleeping very well at night. JohnDennis.com, if anyone wants to help him run against crazy Pelosi. He has the nerve to do so. John is currently the chairman of the San Francisco Republican Party, if you can believe it, there is one. But what a great day in America, John, isn't it, that the president was... Oh, uh, wonderful. They should have never brought it up in the first place, and now we've stuffed them back. I would like to see Pelosi impeached for having done this to him. JohnDennis.com, thanks for being with us. See you another time. Well, let's go back to the big story. Trump has been acquitted on both false charges today. How do you feel about that? How do you, listening to this show, know that history has been made today and that the, the, the machinations and the conspiracy that was launched against 63 million voters by Nancy Pelosi and her goon squad has just blown up in her face? Donna in Maryland, welcome to the Savage Nation. How are you feeling right now? Hello, Dr. Savage. I am elated. Last night was phenomenal. Um, This, I've been watching uh, TV with this acquittal, and I'm so excited. And I want to say, with respect to John Dennis, God bless you for taking up the mantle. We got to make California great again. And Dr. Savage, thank God for you, because you really helped us get President Trump elected. And I think this is the beginning of him getting reelected. Oh, I think he's going to win by a landslide. Look, as a woman, as a woman having seen Pelosi melt down publicly last night, and she melted down, that was not a conscious decision. She went crazy. How do you think Pelosi's feeling right now? Oh, my gosh. You know, seeing her, I mean, she did come unhinged. She was, her, she was trying to keep her teeth in and everything. It was, she was a distraction. And you could tell. The whole time Trump was speaking, the face was grimacing and eye-rolling and grimacing. What kind of grown-up does a thing like that? There was no decorum there. Well, let's hope for the best and that she gets the help that she needs uh, before it's too late. But remember, uh, this human being is number third in the line of succession to controlling the, uh, uh, the football. The uh, football, as you well know, is the nuclear codes that the United States of America controls. God forbid this crazy woman ever gets anywhere near that. I don't think she will. He um, has been acquitted today, but Romney turned out to be a Brutus, and uh, that's not going to bode well for Romney, I don't believe. I don't think he's going to be the leader of any Republican Party, as the gentleman said earlier. 
I think Romney is finished politically, especially in his home state of Utah, where Trump is now more popular than Romney is. And, and, and Trump is the furthest thing from a Mormon you could ever find, by the way, if you want to talk about family values. Trump is the opposite of family values in that regard, at least in his earlier days. Let's put it to you that way. And uh, uh, Mormons are very straight people. And uh, even given that his popularity is higher, Trump's is higher than uh, uh, Romney's. Wisconsin, Ed, line uh, three. Welcome to the Savage Nation. How do you feel right now? Um, I've got mixed feelings. Um, I'm I'm extremely angry with Mitt Romney. And... um, I'm going to be going out to CPAC in a couple of weeks out in D.C., and I know that a couple of weeks ago they disinvited Mitt Romney um, from attending the conference. I believe they ought to take it further. I believe that they should pass a resolution to permanently ban him from CPAC. He is not a conservative. Um, There's something disturbed about that man where he would take uh, a day that Trump, he had a wonderful address last night, and he completely stopped the momentum from the, the address last night. You're right about that. that. That's right. You're right. But there was something in, in Romney's voice that indicated a man who was not in, in control of his emotions today. He didn't sound very, very convinced. It's as though he was almost forced to make that speech, you know. Anyway, the president is not guilty on both counts, both false counts brought by mad, mad woman Pelosi. And the tantrum that she conducted last night will never be forgotten in the history of political, in the political world. Never. 34 million people watched the speech last night. Uh, they can take away from it anything they want. The facts are the facts. And the fact of the matter is that no... Speaker of the House in the history of this country has ever disgraced that position the way Pelosi did last night. But the good news is, no matter what she may have conspired, no matter how she may have dreamed to be President Pelosi by taking down Trump and Pence, it is over. She blew it. She blew it forever. And Adam Stiff uh, and Jerry uh, Knish, they're also gone with the wind. I'll be right back. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, our long national nightmare is over. Trump has been acquitted by the United States Senate on both impeachment articles in this historic day, on this historic day. Uh, the Republican known as Romney committed suicide, political suicide, by voting uh, to impeach the president which, of course, was sickening, and he'll destroy his own career in doing so. It was purely, purely on a personal basis that he did so. But the Senate voted 52 to 48 to acquit President Trump of abuse of power at the Senate impeachment trial. And the fact of the matter is Trump will be acquitted for life, and impeachment will go down in history as one of the saddest conspiracies ever uh, cooked up by a cuckoo bird named Nancy Pelosi. The cuckoo bird Pelosi had become so drunk on her abuse of power through an entire lifetime of politics where she became an untouchable. She actually, in my estimation, thought she'd be president. And there was a period within the last few months where she thought of taking down Trump and Pence with one fell swoop. It was something that only a crazy person could conceive. Someone who lives in the bubble only of San Francisco. 
someone who only lives in a feces-ridden city and yet doesn't even look at their own feet. Someone who walks around in a cesspool and doesn't know their feet are dirty. Only someone like that could come up with such a cockamamie idea. So she thought by bringing, tying Romney, excuse me, tying Pence to Trump in this Ukraine garbage, she could decapitate the entire leadership and become president. It didn't happen. Trump has been acquitted by the Senate, which has the ultimate power. And I think that there's been a great lesson in political science for many of us to see how smart the founding fathers really were. I mean, you think about this. Why did these old guys, hated by the racist occasional cortex, why did these old white guys make it so hard to impeach a sitting president? Think about this. You could argue, oh, no, 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 we need to make it easier. We need to make it much easier. The minute we want someone out, we should be able to remove them. Think about what that would do to a government. That means we'd have a rotating leadership in a government, and it would be a very unstable country. And so the founding fathers wanted a stable country, and they figured the election should be the determinant of who the president is. An election should determine who the president is. And if you don't like the president, you vote him out the next time. They did not want an opposition party to have the power to simply vote a president out on political uh, on a political basis. So they made it a very high mo- bar to, to cl- cross number one. And number two, the vote itself had to be a two-thirds majority, not a mere majority. You see what I mean? So uh, Trump has been acquitted by the U.S. Senate on both impeachment uh, articles and historic decision. Watch what Jake Tapper and Wolf Blitzer do tonight. Watch what those two psychos uh, have to say. Keep an eye on the mad people at MSNBC. Uh, uh, Just watch what the more snotty nonsense group uh, has to say about how evil it is, how it's all white men. Watch the racism that comes out of the mouths of these losers and judge for yourself which country you want to live in. I watch the people pretty carefully, and I will tell you that the large majority of independents are going to vote for Trump, not only based on the the booming economy, but upon the mad people running on the other side. I believe Pelosi's stunt of ripping up the speech and throwing it in the air was probably one of the greatest determinants of, of of what's going to come from the independents in the election in November. But in addition to the independents, I will tell you as I stand here, there are many moderate Democrats who do not want that crazy woman doing things like this again. Do you want your daughter to be learning from her that if she doesn't like a speech in a classroom, she gets to grab the speech and rip it up and throw it in the air? Is that the role model you want, a crazy old woman whose face is twitching for an hour straight? Ladies and gentlemen, you live through history, and it's a good day for America. Thanks for listening. The Westwood One Podcast Network.